0: I've never met anybody that doesn't like lemon myrtle. Um, yeah, we do. There's some, some fantastic foods out there, and, and um, it makes sense for us to be growing and eating our native foods.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. After moving to Bunjilong Country, Byron Bay, Rebecca Barnes started to explore native ingredients. 20 years later and playing with fire native foods is not only showcasing the culinary possibilities of native foods but is helping create career pathways for first nations people too
0: so we're on Bundjalung country which is northeastern new south wales in the byron bay area um, it is um, an amazing area i'm sure everybody's heard of byron bay Beautiful, pristine beaches, um, absolutely gorgeous hinterland. We've got red volcanic soils. We've got high rainfall. It's a very good area to be uh, growing and producing in lovely subtropical weather. So Australia has around 6,500 native food plants. um, And the Northern Rivers area, or Bundjalung Country, is a a very... um, strong hot spot. We've got lots of the foods here because of the rainforest that used to be uh, and the volcanic soils. Um, so yeah, this, this region um, very easy to grow stuff uh, and yeah, we do have a lot of natives here. Uh, so we've commercialised around 20 native foods and you can get more than half of them um, here on Bundjalung Country. The biggest Uh, food in our native food industry apart from macadamias, we don't include macadamias, uh, is lemon myrtles so lemon myrtles grown um, a lot in this district finger limes, amazing native citrus um, and possibly the original citrus of the world they're doing some DNA research and it turns out that right here in northern New South Wales is probably where all citrus began we have a variety of Davidson plum here which is um, super high—a real superfood, super high in antioxidants, in calcium, um, you know, lots of good stuff in it. Vitamin C, um, and there's a plethora of of uh, other um, foods from seaside vegetables through to rainforest foods and fruits. And then you go up on the range and, and there's a, a whole lot of like eucalypts and things like that that are all edible as well.
1: After finding wild native raspberries, Rebecca began to explore the incredible array of native foods.
0: So unfortunately, I don't recall eating any native food growing up. Um, I did own a cafe in Sydney in the early 90s and I remember one of my competitors serving a bunion nut burger. Uh, and they were delicious, I did go and try it. Um, and that was probably the first time I'd ever actually eaten anything native. When I moved up here to Bundjalung country, we found native raspberries growing uh, in the bush. And I didn't know Australia had native raspberries, because I love a raspberry. and. Um, yeah, well, that just set us off then, going, well, why can't I buy these? And there was nobody growing them and nobody doing it. And so we planted a little trial crop. Um, so yeah, we, we started to grow the raspberries. Um, we adopted the European uh, horticulture methods and they adapted beautifully. And um, off off we went from there. Then. Selling, I already had a market stall and I was doing herbal teas and I started to sell some raspberry and some raspberry leaf on the stall and there was a lot of interest from people in, in native foods. Um, so yeah, that, that tweaked us from a business angle and um, off we went trying to source it, which was rather difficult in the beginning. Um, but yeah, now 20 something years later, we've got a thriving business happening.
1: Working closely with local property owners and farms, Rebecca and her team have access to extraordinary native foods.
0: So we have over the years um, had our own uh, properties and grown, and at the moment we don't. We utilise a lot of other um, farms in the district. We have a harvest team we take out, so we attend your property and we'll do the harvest and the work for you um, and pay pay. Um, for the the fruit or the leaves whatever we're harvesting Uh, we have a commercial kitchen um, production facility in the Ballina Industrial Estate and uh, that's where we take everything back and and process it Um, we either sell it on sell it wholesale as an ingredient or we use it in our own uh, retail um,
1: products After discovering the low percentage of First Nations people actively involved in the production of native foods, Rebecca started to create pathways for indigenous businesses.
0: After a while of, of uh, you know trying to build a business and, and looking at the industry, um, it became very evident that there was a very, very small representation of indigenous people in the industry. And at the time, um, We had a group called, an industry group called Bush Food Sensations operating. Uh, I was a public officer and we asked the Indigenous Land Corporation, or Indigenous Land and Sea Corporation they're called now, uh, if they would fund us to do a survey of the industry and get a definitive, um, some definitive data on where the industry was, how much was being produced and how much of that was Indigenous. Um, and they agreed to fund that, so off we went. We um, contracted a local indigenous business to do the work and do the survey, and the results were very poor as far as indigenous involvement goes. There was um, less than 2% uh, of the the finished product today uh, has anything to do with an indigenous business over the whole supply chain. So that was very disappointing. Um, And so then it was on the agenda, well, how do we change that? We've got to get it changed. So we started a TAFE course. We spoke to the Aboriginal Pathways Program here on Bundjalung Country, and they agreed to do a horticulture uh, bush food production course. And it was free for Indigenous people from all over New South Wales, fully funded. And that was fantastic. From that, we have lots of businesses. Um, starting up and now operating and we don't have uh, a definitive number of Indigenous business today but uh, I, I can tell you it's, it's definitely a whole lot better than it was once before and um, it's, it's on the increase, there's more and more Indigenous businesses coming into play.
1: Education is one thing but supply of native foods continues to be challenging.
0: The, the biggest challenge and it still is is supply. Um, there's just simply not enough crops out there. Um, we don't. We try to avoid foraging as much as possible. Um, we're still foraging some raspberry, unfortunately, um, but yeah, it is um, supply has always been the issue and actually convincing property owners to plant um, without any real data to tell them You know, I mean, if you want to plant macadamias, you can go to TAFE and and follow the the guidelines, and you know, you spend this much money and you'll have that much money at the end. Um, We don't have that data yet, so people are having to take a a risk and a chance. Um, But the industry is valued today; they reckon at around 80 million, and set to increase tenfold in the next five years is the prediction. I don't know where all that produce is going to come from Um, and there are a lot more growers and um, properties that are coming you know will come into um, production in in the near future you know as you know it takes a little while for trees to come into production Um, so the future is looking good um, and rapid growth and we've just got to make sure that we steer that growth in the right direction and the right people are getting the opportunities um, to enter the industry and benefit from it.
1: There are many incredible native ingredients, but understanding how to use them is the key to their success.
0: Um, I use, I say, lemon myrtle um, because it is the world's highest source of citral, which is lemon flavour. So it's a delicious sweet lemon, and you can use that in sweet or savoury. You can simply throw a leaf in a cup of water and have a a beautiful um, lemon myrtle tea. Uh, It's a really good tea for um, older women to drink. It's got loads of calcium in it. It's calming and sedative and corrective. Um, See, so yeah, it's, it's a bit for anybody to drink, but yeah, specifically for um, middle-aged women, it's, it's, it's a great additive um, to your herbal tea range. And then, you know, uh, a couple of drops of essential oil in a cheesecake just it gives it immense, intense flavor. Um, there's lots and lots of ways that anyway way you want lemon flavor, you can use lemon myrtle. Um, the other ones, like say finger lime, that's a citrus fruit. So you use it the same as you do other citrus. It's paired with an oyster. They are perfect together. Um, we make a jam out of it. We make cordial or marmalade, sorry, and, and cordials. We even dry the skins for um, a, a beautiful, intense um, spice powder. So they're very versatile foods.
1: It's not just native ingredients. Playing with fire native foods have a line of value-add products too.
0: So we make a range of jams and marmalades um, and a range of cordials using the rainforest fruits. We've got herbal teas and I do a range of functional herbal tea blends. So one's a get-up-and-go called Walkabout. There's a help-you-sleep one which is called Dreaming, a secret women's business and uh, an antidepressant type called uh, no worries so there's a lot of our our the foods um can be used as medicines as well and and have um you know fabulous um benefits to them um we make vinegars we make dukkas, um uh, spices spice blends um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot that can be done. And I also have a chef that makes some yummy fresh-baked biscuits for me every week that I sell at the farmer's market.
1: Chefs and restaurants are key to educating consumers about the flavours and array of native ingredients.
0: They're, it's very important because that's usually the first place that people will get to taste and try the foods. Um, so I get... So just last week at the market, I had a lady come in and she'd eaten uh, the night before at Parkala restaurant in Byron Bay. And they had Davidson plum powder sprinkled on a couple of the dishes. So she was in straight away to buy her Davidson plum powder because she was going to give that a go at home. So yeah, it's very important for us and those relationships. And and, and only, you know, the, the amazing things that they do with the native foods as well. I mean, they're teaching me how to use them. Absolutely fantastic. They're in a very exciting place. Um, I think most uh, chefs are interested to have a go. Um, sourcing it is still a problem for a lot of them. Um, and I can only see it getting more and more and more used as time goes on. Um, not because it's on trend or anything like that, but because they are fantastic foods. And yeah, the the chefs love using them. If they can get a good supply, then they're more than happy to go on with it and use them.
1: For Rebecca, taking native ingredients to the world is very much the agenda for the next few years.
0: So I mentioned the export um, and that's that's on our agenda to try and um, get that happening. We're looking at some, we've got some interesting uh, projects on the go in the district, looking at planting some property up that's owned by indigenous people and setting up some sort of incorporated association as a a joint a joint project um and that you know community will benefit from Um, we're definitely still pushing for more indigenous involvement in the industry and uh, i'd love to encourage any newcomers and i kind of I've almost mentored a few of them into the industry um, i just love to try and help them as much as i can because i just know that that is how the industry is going to be its absolute best um, and yeah we just um keep going in the way that we're going and, and keep we've got a workshop coming up in, in next month for property owners to encourage more planting um So, yeah, it's still very much giving back to the industry uh, and and trying to keep building it.
1: Farmers markets are still integral with everything that she does. And as Rebecca explains, it's the connections that drives everything she does.
0: Every day is different. I love doing the farmers markets each week uh, because I'm talking one on one with the people. And, uh, and you know, it's my social outing. I don't have much of a social life. But the markets, um, the markets satisfy me. There, um, we can go out. We can be out on the farm one day. We can be spending a whole day in the kitchen, or I might be, you know, in the office. So there's a, there's a wide range of things to do. It's uh, it's never boring, and I'm um, always kept very very busy. So I don't even really have time time to stop and think about it a lot. Um, you, know, you just get on and you do it. And I love being busy and I love being, um, you know, I love my hands. I don't like idle hands or anything like that. So I like to be feeling like I'm useful all the time. And I certainly can do this if it's, you know, anything from propagating plants um, right through to, yeah, doing my bass statements.
1: <laughs> In some sense, we've come a long way with native foods, but. In truth, it's still in its infancy, but with operators like playing with fire native foods, the future is looking very bright. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds